Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast, the original all-turkey, all-the-time podcast with your co-hosts Andy Galliano and Cameron Weddington. In our weekly podcast, we're going to bring you some wild turkey calling tips like this. From there, we're going to go into, she's aggravated, there's another hen that's challenged her, or she's challenging another hen, she's going to cut an excited yelp. Advice from old pro turkey hunters like this. The turkeys typically don't like, I think, more times than not, to travel in an easterly direction into the sun first thing in the morning, especially after he gets up. It's a blinding thing. It, it, it's just like you. It's hard for you to see into the sun. Mm-hmm. So if I have a choice, I'm going to try to make it so that I'm going to be on the west side in the morning east side in the afternoon of a turkey exciting live hunts like this holy crap they're coming teach you how to cook your bird with advice such as this with some fresh rosemary and garlic and then cool that off and spread that along the inside of that butterflied turkey breast that we've seasoned on both sides wildlife management tips for your property especially with turkeys like this if you look at the type of habitats that turkeys need for nesting and brooding that tends to be habitat that can be managed more successfully with growing season fire than with dormant season fire. And hopefully along the way, we'll get plenty of these. Well, on November the 28th of 1953, I was attached. When I popped out of my mom and the baby doctor spanked me on the bottom, I went, oh, and I've been doing it ever since. <laughs> I like that. Thank you for tuning in, and now, for this week's show. And welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. And for those of you who are new to listening to the show, that is the sound of me trying to talk with my bottom lip poked out because turkey season is over in Alabama. And you are listening to episode number 392, Talking Turkey and Life with the Critter Getter. And I am your co-host and the guy who has got to tell all of you listeners in Tennessee, Kentucky, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, and Alabama that there is no need to worry about your vacation to the Gulf of Mexico this year because as much as I have cried this week, the Gulf is full of salt water. <laughs> it's all a, you can't cry yet. You still have one more travel in you. I have one more trip, but... The home Homeland is closed. Shut down. 317 days, 13 hours, 49 minutes, and 9 seconds away. That's just depressing. That's brutal. That is brutal. Yeah. Man. Well, I got, I can't carry a gun, but I've got three more days here on the home turf, and then it'll be over for real here. And I've been having some cool bird watching experiences, but that's about all I've been doing. Yeah. <laughs> well. It's been, been neat, but I got one more trip as well. So both of us will be, have another opportunity at one last gobbler for the year. Hopefully maybe two. Yeah, I hope it's two for me. Yeah, two, two better than one. Mm-hmm. For sure. But yeah. For sure. Man, well, it's, you know, I, I thought it'd be a cool little trip to duck away and go to the Gulf this week, and it's been nice. I have, I think I've stepped foot on the beach twice this week mm-hmm. because we've been really busy with work which is great i'm not going to complain about that at all but 
yeah, it's the weather's beautiful, the water's gorgeous, and I actually may make this an annual trip when turkey season ends. Nice. So, yeah. Yeah. Good, good place to take the wife and reward her for surviving another season. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's not crowded <laughs> right now. It's, man, I mean, it's about ideal. Well, you shared that on the podcast. So prepare for it to be crowded yeah. next, next it's, year. <laughs> it's over now. Forget about it. <laughs> what I'm trying to do is draw everyone here. So you can hunt May, there. And I can go north. <laughs> there you go. And have there some you go. untouched public ground to romp around on. Those... Those three words don't don't go together anymore. Untouched public <laughs> ground. But if you find it, I'd love to see it. You'll never know if I find it. I'll promise yeah, you. Yeah, and I respect that. And hope you, <laughs> hope you would do that. Oh, oh man. Hey, I got. Before we go any further, I have going to give the favor of the week this week, All and right. I want to do that in the intro because in case somebody decides or has to cut this off early, I want to go ahead and get it in there. Cool. So, Tennessee, which is my homeland, will be voting in June, the first week in June, on setting our seasons for the next two years. And you have until May 23rd to give your public input. And so, even if you aren't a Tennessean, I would request that you help us out. And you do that by sending an email to twra.huntingcomments.com at tennistn.gov twra.huntingcomments at tn.gov and so that's how you can email them your thoughts prior to this June meeting I personally I'm going to share what I sent them Andy didn't going to like one part of it but <laughs> I sent them I would like to see Jake's be for youth and disabled hunters only I would like to see reaping and the act of fanning banned statewide. That's the one Andy might not like. And it's, But especially public. I did make that. At a minimum, I'd like to see it banned on public land. Because, I mean, we just had an accident this year on public land involving it. So that, I said that I did not want to see a bag limit reduction from three to two. Reason being, 87% of the harvest comes from the two birds. So... You're really not saving that many. You actually can save more turkeys with a Jake restriction than you can from dropping the limit from three to two. True. So, I mean, it's a fact. You can look at it's simple math. Yeah, statistically simple math. Yeah. Take the Jakes away, leave it at three. More less turkeys die, and you're going to have a good crop of two-year-olds every year. So to me, that mm-hmm. makes sense. And I'm yeah. trying to think. I think that was it. They are recommending on many of the WMAs here that. We'd go to a one bird for the first two weeks limit. I said I supported that. I think that would be a great idea. WMAs are getting really hammered, especially those first two weeks by non-residents. I love to travel, not knock anybody from traveling here and killing turkeys, but you have a WMA where I I got the numbers on it. 75% of the harvest this year, which is a big harvest, has been by non-residents. So that's pretty staggering. Say that again. 75% of the total harvest on this WMA is by non-residents. That is pretty staggering. Yes. And so I I got the statistics on all of the non-resident versus resident harvest on all of our WMAs. And while the majority of harvest occurs by residents, you can definitely tell where the destination WMAs are. So them limiting to one bird for the first two weeks, I do think would be a good idea considering... Our season now opens before public land in Georgia, Kentucky, Illinois, Missouri, Arkansas. A lot of those people come here to hunt early. So, yeah. And they can come kill one turkey and be happy and move to another WMA and kill one more. But killing all three of them the first week of season on the same WMA, not helping anybody. Yeah. But those were the recommendations I saw. They're also going to be implementing new quota hunts on two WMAs. Two popular WMAs will now be quota only. It's I don't particularly like that, but I see it as I see their reasoning because they're getting absolutely pummeled the past two years. The harvest has doubled on those, and so I can definitely see why they're doing it. But it, the problem is, it's just going to shift that pressure to the surrounding WMAs, in my opinion. But you know, at least it spreads it out. That's part of it. The more hunters we 
invite here and TWRA has shown in the past that they are going to recruit new hunters and non-resident hunters. So if they're going to do that, we're going to keep losing opportunity. It's just part of it. But those are my thoughts. And if you have thoughts, I really would appreciate anybody bringing up the Jake restriction or the ban fanning on public land or statewide. And, you know, just send your thoughts into TWRA, even if you aren't a Tennessean and you have thoughts and hunt here or have ever hunted here, send an email to that email address, twra at huntingcomments.tn.gov, and get that in before May 23rd, which is not this coming Monday, but the next. So get that in and let them know your thoughts because public comment is important. I believe that is the truth. So love to see a lot of emails flowing towards them. Yeah. Well, I think that's awesome. I think that everyone who hunts in Tennessee regularly should make their opinion known. Exactly. So, you know, if, if look, if you are like me and you're, you were one and done in Tennessee, which I will be until I finish the Super Slam, God willing. And you come back to hunt with me. Right. <laughs> then... I don't see any reason for my input to be known, but if you guys are hunting Tennessee regularly, you're buying a Tennessee license every year to hunt. Hey, Which man, the past two years is probably 95% of our listeners. Probably 95%. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone but Andy. <laughs> <laughs> that would assume we have. Well, that's 50% then. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So you're assuming we have a lot of listeners. Yeah. Me and you and that other person. So that's three. So yeah, Braden will probably listen to this one, so, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. You probably will. So, look, I've got real quick another favor of the week as well. Any of you guys who are within a three- or four-hour drive of Gadsden, Alabama, the Alabama NWTF is having a landowner field day. And, look, I mean, you don't have to be a three- or four-hour drive. You could be a 12-hour drive. You know, I think it's going to be worth it. There's going to be three really good speakers there who are going to talk about wild turkeys, talk about management of wild turkeys, talk about managing your land for wild turkeys. And I think this could be something very beneficial for a lot of you guys. So it's May 21st, yeah. and it's going yeah. to be held in Gadsden, Alabama. Good deal. Yeah, I don't, I'm a little far to make it down there, but hey, maybe, are you going, Andy? I am not. The date does not work for me, but I'm going to tell you guys who the three speakers are. Dr. Mike Chamberlain, Dr. Lee Youngblood, and Dr. Marcus Lashley. Lee Youngblood is an expert on chufas. So, and we all know about Chamberlain and Lashley. Both of those guys have been on this show. And so we know that there's going to be a ton of good information exchanged at this thing so look if any of you guys are going since i can't be there and i know that cameron can't be there i would love to put a recorder and a microphone in the mail to you if you're going and i would love for you i'll reach out to these three guys prior to and say hey do you mind if we mic you up for your presentation because i would love to have it recorded and we can play some of it here on the podcast for you guys through the summer months because i feel like there's going to be just a ton of really good information to be had so if you are going to this planning on going to this then reach out to me and you can hit me up on instagram at the turkey hunter podcast or you could hit cameron up at the gobfather 49 and let us know and we will get a recorder and microphone in your hands for the event and i'll correspond with you as well we'll exchange phone numbers and i'll correspond with you and we'll make sure that mike chamberlain marcus lashley and lee youngblood know to be looking for you so that's my favor of the week yeah heck yeah speaking of nwtf i got an email today it sounds like there is going to be a change at the helm of the NWTF. They're going to a dual leadership, it seemed like. Yeah. Did you read that? CEOs. Yeah, I did read that. Yeah. I actually watched the video that they put out about it. It was pretty interesting. I haven't been able to watch that because I was on the road when I saw it, but looks like we're going to have Jason Burkhalter and Kurt Dyroff. Who knows if I said that correctly, but they'll be replacing Becky Humphreys. 
yeah. as co-CEOs. So that will be interesting. I'll, I'll, I do not know much about those fellows. Maybe we should try to get them on the show. I think we definitely should. And I've got to make a comment before we drop this topic about that. You need to watch the video, Cameron, and tell <laughs> me that they don't look like brothers. Okay. So... We need to have them on at the same time because I need to make sure that, first of all, they're not the same person. And then we'll have to question them about being brothers or identical twins. We will start the NWTF co-CEO conspiracy theory <laughs> starting now. <laughs> they're the same person. They are the same person. No, but I, I'm like Cameron. I don't know anything about the two guys. You know, I, I know that they've been put through the ringer, put to the test about leading the organization, and I'm sure they're both quite qualified and capable of doing so. So yeah. it's exciting news for the NWTF, you know. Things are going to change, Absolutely. and we got to change with them. Yep, yeah, I, I look forward to it. I hope maybe we can get in contact with them. I'd like to have a podcast discussion with those fellas. Yeah, that'd be cool. Speaking of Good deal. cool guys. we got the coolest guy. I believe we do. I believe we do have the coolest guy around on the show today. So we have Braden Henniger on the show today. And some of you guys listening may already know Braden. He is the critter getter. And there's a reason why he's the critter getter. We talk about that in our interview with Braden. But I would say, first and foremost, he is a turkey hunting fool. He absolutely eats, sleeps, and breathes turkey hunting just with a passion, like we all do. And so I met, and you'll hear this in the interview, but I met Braden at the NWTF convention in February. Got to meet his mom and dad. Great people. Braden is 16 years old. Braden has Duchenne's muscular dystrophy. And for you guys who don't know anything about Duchenne's, you can go online and read way more about it than I will ever know about Deshane's. But they have, his mom and dad and Braden have a nonprofit where they're raising money for just to try to find a cure for Deshane's. And so we talk about that in today's show, but we also get to know Braden a lot better. And he's just one of the coolest guys you'll ever talk to. Cameron, I challenge you to find me anyone who doesn't have the last name of Waddell who learned to turkey hunt from Michael Waddell. Yeah, pretty cool that he said that in the interview here that's coming up, but, you know, that's pretty neat. Pretty neat. Not many neat. folks can say that. Not many folks can say they hunted with Uncle Ted. <laughs> yeah. That, I got to so, say, that that would be a very interesting, very interesting conversation. Oh, you know it would. You know it would. So Braden has been very blessed to have the opportunity to take advantage of some experiences in his life. Short life of 16 years old, and he's done that. And so we talk a little bit about that on the show. And what do you say we jump in and rock and roll with it, speaking of Uncle Ted? Let's do it. See you guys on the other side. Hey everybody, Cameron and I are glad to tell you that we have on the phone with us today a special guest, and it's actually his second time to be on the show, but it's only going to be his first time to really be on the show because I screwed up. And I'll introduce our guest in just a second, but Braden, did your mom tell you that I somehow saved something over our recording that we did at the NWTF convention? Yep, he told me. Man, I mean, I, I clicked. Pure gold, man. It was gold. There's no doubt. Gold. This is going to be platinum, though. This is going to be better All than right. gold. And, and I'll tell you one thing that actually is good about this. We're getting more turkey hunting stories, and we're not going to have a whole lot of background noise either, like we had at the NWTF yeah. show. So, oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah it'll, it'll be a lot better recording. But, man, I, I hit that save button, and I went, it was just like, as soon as my finger hit the button, I was screaming out, no, it was too late. It was done. And I, I knew mm -hmm. when I clicked that save button, what I had done. And I said, I cannot believe this. There's no way on this earth that I'm letting that any conversation with Braden not get on the show. So I said, I'm, 
I'm texting Braden's mom, and we're gonna have we're gonna make this happen. So, mm-hmm. Braden Henniger, also known as the Critter Getter, is yep. on the call with me and Cameron today. I was introduced to Braden and his parents at the NWTF convention by Kevin Farr with Pecker Wrecker Game Calls. And Kevin's a great guy. He he and I were chit-chatting. I've gotten to know, gotten to know <laughs> Kevin over the past several years by going to the NWTF show and also at Unicoi. And Kevin's just very outgoing guy, very personable and mm-hmm. loves turkey hunting, loves turkey call making, is makes some great calls, good sounding calls as well. And he said, have you ever met Braden Henniker? And I said, no, I haven't. He said, you've got to meet him. He just left my booth. And so we go, Kevin takes off and I go after him and we go, you know, zigzagging through the NWTF show, went one aisle over and we found Braden and his parents and started chit-chatting. And after talking to Braden for about, oh, I don't know, 90 seconds, I thought we've got to have Braden on the show because this is just too good to not share with everyone. And so again, you heard, you heard this part of it. We did an interview at the NWTF convention and I saved over it and lost the interview. So Braden, it's turkey season, and I have to say out loud, thank you for taking time out of your turkey season to come on to the Turkey Hunter podcast to talk to me and Cameron about killing turkeys. Oh, that's no problem. Thanks for having me again. Man, glad to do it. So, Yeah, me too. Since you and I spoke and Cameron spoke in February, you've yep. knocked down a few more turkeys. Yep, I killed one in Florida. Awesome. I killed one in Virginia, and I killed one on Mother's Day in uh, Ohio. So I saw, actually, I've seen all three of those pictures of you with those turkeys. Mm-hmm. That turkey in Virginia was huge. Yeah. That's the body size on that bird. What Did you yeah. weigh that turkey? He was actually pretty small, actually. Really? He looks huge <laughs> yeah, in that looked, picture. The one in Florida was the biggest. Awesome. So... Tell me about Florida. That was not your first Osceola. No, definitely not. I don't know. I, I can't quite remember how many I've gotten, but I've gotten quite a few. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah I'm trying to remember the story, how it happened. I, I can't even remember how we killed that one. Yeah. <laughs> he probably walked out and saw you and was like, oh, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and just lay down. Well, there, and... was a bunch of Jake, there was a bunch of Jakes out there and then... Lo and behold, the Tom just comes out and he comes over to the decoys. And he's starting to like kind of go away from them, so I had to shoot him. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. The one in Virginia, I can definitely tell you about. Share that story with us. That thing, that yeah. was a crazy turkey. <laughs> That's every turkey <laughs> I've encountered, especially this year. They're all crazy. <laughs> so at first, we were sitting in one spot, kind of on a, um, a hilltop there. And this turkey comes in goblin, and he's just, he he go he circles the blind probably six times, and he and he leaves a couple of times, and he goes all the way down the hill, and our friend Buzz calls him all the way back up the hill, and then he finally left, and we moved to a different spot. He was doing the same thing. He would come around uh, the back of the blind, mm-hmm. and come around a a big brush pile, and we couldn't see. And then he came right in front of the blind, but he was probably about fifteen twenty yards from us. And was just standing behind the tree the whole time gobbling. <laughs> then we finally got him to move, and he did that again, and he left. And my dad said, "Yeah, he's probably not coming back." But yeah, he ended up coming back, coming back, and uh, he circled the blind again, and he was out there, way out, way out there, and killed him at forty-four yards, I think. Nice. With the four ten. Wow, forty-four yards with the four ten. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah. And then the one I killed this past Sunday. That one was with a Jake. There's four. There's two hens out there originally, and there's four Jakes. And the one hen goes back to her nest, and there's the four Jakes. And one of the Jakes was out there by the hen, and he started breeding the ground. It was really weird. <laughs> <laughs> trying to breed the ground. Oh, that's what Dad said because I couldn't see where I was sitting. Yeah. And then two of those Jakes left, left off, and that hen ran off, and I've two Jakes ran across. For, I don't know why. 
But then the Tom was following the Jake around like it was a hen. Like he was, as soon as that hen would move, he'd move. It was really weird. Or I mean, as soon as that Jake would move. Yeah. It was weird. And then both of them, they just slowly, very slowly made their way over. And we, we didn't think they were going to come in, but they just kept coming. And he finally got to the decoys about 20 yards away. He wouldn't even pick his head up when we'd call at him. I don't even think he gobbled one time. He just strutted the whole time. Yep. And then we couldn't get him to pick his head up. So when I shot him, I blew some feathers out because he had his head tucked in by his, <laughs> by his feathers and stuff. Well, I don't think that really matters. Those feathers, they don't taste good anyway. No. <laughs> I don't need no more mounts in my house from turkey. <laughs> there you go. Unless I went, unless I went and killed the ghouls or osceola, or if I killed something crazy. Yeah, yeah. So I thought we were done mounting until I killed that three bearded turkey. That one had to get mounted, didn't it? Yeah. So for sure. Yeah, no doubt. Tell tell us about the three bearded turkey. Where did you kill that one? That one was in Texas. That's cool. So I actually killed two of them together. We were sitting kind of on a by a pond. There's a bunch of deer in there, and then uh, I don't remember if there's any hens. I just remember the two gobblers. No, there was a hen in there because she went and uh, there's a tree like hanging over the pond, and she went over and just was sitting on the tree. And then my mom and dad didn't hear it, and I said that that was a gobble. It was just right over the hill. And about two minutes later, here comes two toms is coming over the hill, and they finally come slowly into the water and start drinking a little bit and they start to leave and uh dad said if you're going to shoot them you better shoot them i said okay let me there's still deer behind it so i had to wait for him to get out of the way a little bit yeah and i shot the one and he fell over and then the one was just standing there he didn't even have time to do anything and i shot him before he could even do it react to it so you didn't you didn't (laughs) kill them both in one shot no you, uh, so that's kind of your signature move out in the turkey woods, isn't uh, that's it? That's one of the times I haven't been able to do that. Yeah, I try to. So. But yeah, we, we didn't even realize it had three beards. We just saw the two when we walked up to it, and then we were looking at it harder, and we saw that there was three. Oh, really? That's cool. That pretty did, crazy. Were two of the beards thin, kind of spindly, or were they all three pretty thick? No, the two were thick, and then the other one was kind of small. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. What do you do? You call Braden? Oh uh, yeah, I do. What's your favorite type of call to use? I don't really know. I love them all. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you do you typically use a box or slate call or? I use them all. I don't really have a favorite. It's hard to choose. All right, I'm with you, man. I, I, my favorite's I mean, whatever my fa- the goblet likes. Yeah, my favorite one to blow on just to mess with is the. Uh, Wing bone calls. I just like, really like to blow on them. Mm, very cool. I don't. Yeah, I don't really take them out turkey hunting though. I usually just have them for uh, display and stuff. But I like to play with them a lot. Yeah, that's awesome. You ought to try them turkey on one day. They can be pretty effective. Yeah. The fun. Is the, I I really like the mouth calls if they're cut down to the 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 right size. If not, it'll gag me when I try to blow on them. Yeah. The big ones. Yeah. Yeah. That. It does but that too. Kevin, you, Kevin, yeah, Kevin usually cuts them down for me. Yeah, they they do that for a lot of people. That's for sure. Yeah. So that's cool. Well, you know, when we talked in Nashville, mm-hmm. we did this thing that's called the rapid fire Q and A, and the listeners to the show don't know this, but you and I don't know if you know this or not, but you held the record for a while, but. Yeah, you don't you don't hold it right now. You got beat. Mm. You want to you want to try this again? You want to take the try to take the crown back? Yeah, who beat me? Well, it's a guy that I don't know if you've met him or not. He's a decent turkey caller, a mm-hmm. decent turkey hunter, but his name is Mark Prudum. Mm-hmm. Do you know Mark? Uh-uh. Does he make calls at all or no? He does make calls. And Mark is Cameron what about a 13-time world champion and all different He's essentially kinds of... as, as turkey-sounding as a human can be. Yeah. With most any I'm, call. I'm sure my grandpa Marshall knows him because he uh, collects turkey calls. He's got at least 300, so I'm sure he knows him. Nice. He probably has a prudent call, I bet. Yeah, yeah. I bet you he does. All right, so... What's his name again? His name is Mark Prudum. P-R-U-D-U-M. Okay. 
D-H-O-M-M-E, Mark Prudhomme. All right, I had to ask my grandpa if he's got a call from him. Yeah, well, so you held the record. You had two minutes and 30.14 seconds. That was your official time at the NWTF mm-hmm. convention, and you beat Ron Jolly by over two and a half seconds. So that was pretty strong. That Actually, that was very strong. So mm-hmm. I don't know what happened. Maybe I just talked faster when we had Mark on the show, but Mark got two minutes and 17 seconds. Mm-hmm. So I'm telling you that to say, if you want to rematch, let's do this. And you're going to have to get just laser focused and bam, bam, bam with answers. What do you think? Because mm-hmm. 217 is smoking fast. I mean, that's strong. That Yes, very, very strong, especially when you have a slow-talking Southern person reading the questions like me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's okay to laugh at me. <laughs> All right, then what I'm going to do, I have put my phone across the room, so I'm going to pull up a timer here on the, on the World Wide Web's. And you need to get one of them auctioneers to say I get one of those what? The auctioneers that oh talk my. fast. Yeah. The, <laughs> the auctioneers can do it pretty quick, can't they? They might be a little too fast. So. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. They they would be so fast that I wouldn't be able to understand them. Yeah. That's how I end up buying stuff at auctions. Yeah. I'll point yeah, at, don't know what I'll the point at them and say, what did he just say? And then they'll say, they'll point at me and say, there's our high bidder. Like, Wait a minute. I, yeah. I, I wasn't bidding. I just wanted, I was asking what you were saying. All right. So I'm going to start the timer on the first question and we will fly through these as quickly as we can. Are you ready? Yep. All right. And now question two, I'm going to answer for you because your dad actually answered that one for you at the show. Since you're since you were 16, and we haven't told everybody, we haven't talked about Braden the person yet. We've talked about Braden the turkey killer so far, so people don't know that you're 16. So one of these questions, you're not of age to answer. So I'm going to answer <laughs> it just like your dad did at the show. How about that? All righty. All right. So the first one's on you. The the second one's me. All right. Okay. Wild turkey, grilled, baked, or fried? Fried. Wild turkey on the rocks, neat with cola or with water? With cola. Number of grand slams? Uh, six. Have you ever killed a bearded hen? Yep, one. Have you ever killed a Jake? Yep. A 10-minute successful hunt on a two-year-old or a four-hour long hunt with a clean miss on a four-year-old? Uh, four-hour. Favorite camo pattern? Mossy oak. Wild turkey legs, for dinner or for the dog? Uh, for dinner. More or less than five strikers in your turkey vest? Uh, more. State you killed your first turkey in? Uh, Ohio. State you killed your last turkey in? Ohio. Sit in a blind for four hours and squeeze the trigger or run and gun for one hour and not shoot? Run and gun. Rios or Osceolas? Osceolas. Osceolas or Easterns? Eastern. Easterns or Merriams? Merriams. Field turkeys or woods turkeys? Uh, field. Shotgun scope, rifle sight, holographic sight, or beads? Shotgun scope. Rubber boots, leather boots, or snake boots? Uh, leather boots. Favorite place you've ever hunted? Nebraska. Most turkeys you've ever killed in a season? Eight. Least number of turkeys you've ever killed in a season? One. Out of all the states you've hunted, which state has the most uncooperative turkeys? Probably Florida, I'd say. If you only knew how to imitate one turkey sound to call turkeys, what would it be? Uh, gobble. On a scale of one to ten, how good of a turkey caller do you think you are? Probably about a five. Your favorite turkey hunting book? Oh, that's, I don't know that one. All right. Who taught you how to turkey hunt? Uh... Dad and Michael Whitehall. Think of the toughest turkey you've ever hunted. Did you ever kill him? Uh, no. Do you prefer long, sharp spurs or long, thick beards? Long, sharp spurs. The biggest mistake new turkey hunters make? They call too much. How long does turkey season last in heaven and what is the bag limit? Uh, unlimited. Two minutes and 46.79 seconds. That is still... Still strong. Very strong. I got to tell you, I think, Cameron, that we're going to have to come up with some new rapid fire q a questions because 217 no uh, that's gonna have to be retired yeah i mean mark is he's a pretty competitive guy obviously can talk fast when needed and he nailed him so that but anything sub three is an impressive feat in my 
hey, there's mm-hmm. some, Braden, there's some guys on here that you mm-hmm. probably know who haven't yeah. broken three three minutes. Like, yeah. Do you do you know Dave Owens? Uh, I know of him. I've never met him. His time was three minutes and eighteen seconds. You beat. How about Ernie Calandrelli? Now he might be old, a little too old school for you, since you're a young mm, man. I don't know him. Okay, so he's a he's an old. Uh, I hate calling him old because he's not much older than me. <laughs> but he's he's a long time been in the industry a long time how about that so he worked for quaker boy Mm -hmm. for a long time and has retired from them and he was two minutes and 49 seconds so you you your second time was not as fast as your first but you did extremely well extremely well Mm -hmm. so that was awesome man so let's talk yeah um when you when you asked me about the book, I don't really read books, so I didn't really know. I understand. I understand. I'm if it's not a turkey hunting book, I don't read it either. So that's about the only thing with I dad, read. Dad kind of learned like off of YouTube and people that he knows, and then he taught me. So yeah, awesome. How often do you use the gobble when you're hunting? Because that's a unique answer. It is a unique answer. Not very often. But you, you think it works really well? I don't, I don't know about that. I just like to use it. Yeah. That's my you... favorite kind of sound that a turkey can make. So. Oh, I'm I'm with you on that. How do you how do you make a gobble? Do you use a box call or do you have like one of those tubes? Both. Okay. Which one's your my Which dad... one do you think sounds more realistic? I don't really know. It just depends on the box call sometimes too. Yeah, that's true. That is very true. But my dad can do it with his uh with a with a mouth call. That's awesome. You can gobble. That's that's pretty impressive. I've got one mm-hmm. diaphragm call that I can gobble with. It sounds weird to me when I do it, you know, in my head. It sounds weird, and but you know, recorded and recorded from a distance, mm-hmm. it doesn't sound too bad. It sounds more yeah. like a Jake gobble to me, but you know, it works. Mm-hmm. I think another thing that helps with that is we got a uh, two turkeys at home. So I had a feeling you were going to say that. So tell me about your turkeys you have at home. I got a male and a female at home right now. Nice. They're both, um, uh, I think you call them bronze turkeys, the wild turkeys, the ones that look like wild turkeys. Yeah. How long mm-hmm. have you had them? Since last spring. Okay. I got them last spring when they were little babies. Uh-huh. Have you they, named... they were a day old when I got them. Really? Wow. What did you name them? Uh, Well, my mom and my niece named both of them. My mom named the male Nosy because he's been nosy since he's a tiny baby. <laughs> and then my niece named the female Busy because she's always doing stuff, I guess. I don't really know about that one, but that's what we call him. We had another one, a white one. His name was Casper, but he, we had to put him down because he couldn't. He had a disease to where he couldn't stand up anymore. Ah, uh, yeah. It affected his legs and stuff. We had to put him down. Yeah. So... Another question that you answered during the rapid fire Q&A that I thought was pretty interesting, and we talked about this at the NWTF convention as well, never has anyone answered the question about who taught you how to turkey hunt with the answer of Michael Waddell. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about that. How did you get hooked up with, with Michael Waddell and get to turkey hunt with him? So we had an NWTF convention. And they called my mom, and um, they asked if I'd like to hunt with Michael. And I didn't even know who he was at the time because I was so young. And I just got into hunting probably a year before that, so I didn't really know who he was. And mom told them, yeah, so at the banquet, um, they uh, announced that I was going to be hunting with them, and that's how I ended up hooking up with him. That's and, awesome. And then we we um we ended up going out there, and we killed turkey the first day, and we talked to him ever since. We talked to him at every convention and everything that we go to yeah see a pretty decent turkey hunter oh yeah (laughs) and then the next day he took another kid out because it was a handicapped hunt they didn't get they didn't get one that day though well that does suck but i'm wondering if maybe you're the better turkey hunter and that's why you killed one when he went with you i don't know maybe Maybe you're a better turkey hunter than he is. I don't really remember. It's been a long time. How long ago was that, roughly? I think I was eight years old. I'm 16 now. Yeah. 
Uh, it's been a while. It's been a long time. Uh-huh. That's cool. And you said but you... Yeah, I, I always talk to Nick Mutt and Paul Paul Wydell and them guys, everybody. Yeah. There, so. Yeah, that's cool. And T-Bone. Is T-Bone as crazy as he comes across as being? He He's about like me. He's crazy. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. That is good stuff. Yeah. What What has been your... I guess this was answered through rapid fire Q and a, but what's been, you know, your favorite subspecies of Turkey to hunt overall? I'd say Miriam's. Really? Do you, what about them makes them your favorite? Just how pretty they are with that white fan. Or yeah. How they and the act? way we, yeah. And the way we hunt them down there in Nebraska, we hunt the Rios and the Miriam's at the same time down there. Cause they're both in the same area. Oh, cool. But yeah, yeah. the Miriam's I favor over the Rios just cause of the colors, but. They're yeah. just as fun to hunt. Yeah, in, in Nebraska, we do a lot of, that's when we usually do our running and gunning. We never sit in a blind. Nice. Yeah. Nah. And they got oh. hybrids. Sometimes you kill a hybrid turkey, uh, Rio cross with a Miriam. Yeah. Those are pretty cool. The colorations on those mm-hmm. are pretty cool, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. That's neat stuff. It'd be cooler if you got a, uh, I, I still want to go kill one of them uh, oscillated in the ghouls. Yeah. Haven't killed those yet. Yeah, I've killed a couple of ghouls. I need to get the oscillated myself. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm, Cameron yeah. and I both are in the process of trying to kill a turkey in every state, and so I'm, I'm not going to Mexico to hunt an oscillated until I get that finished. Can and, you, can you hunt one in every state? Well, except for Alaska. Except Alaska. Yeah, Alaska is the only state that does not have wild a population of wild turkeys, a huntable population. Can you of wild hunt? A, can you hunt them in California? Yes. Oh, I'm surprised. That about don't let you hunt anything over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they. Uh, you're right about a lot of things. You know, a lot of a lot of places in California don't really have the same viewpoint about hunting that the three of us on this call have. So. Yeah, they have them in Hawaii too, don't they? Turkeys. Yes, sir. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that would be really cool. Yeah. Either of us. Hunt, I wouldn't done. just hunt turkeys there, though. I'd hunt everything you can. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They've got some some unique stuff to hunt there. For I sure. definitely do some fishing too. I'm with you on that. I want. I definitely want to do some fishing when I go. So I haven't killed in Hawaii yet, but it's on the list. So. One of the things I really want to do is spearfish. That'd be cool. That would be cool. So tell yeah, me, heck yeah. you don't just hunt turkeys. Mm-hmm. And so when you've been to Texas turkey hunting, did you get the opportunity to hunt any other of their critters that they have? No, I didn't. Okay. No. I didn't know if you'd hunted some of the exotics there, like black buck or This, this summer like I'm that. supposed to be going up to kill javelinas. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah. That's another thing I've never but done. I'll definitely, do. I'll definitely mount one of them. Yeah, that would be really no, neat. I, I killed a black buck in Tennessee, though. Oh, did you really? Mm-hmm. In eastern Tennessee? Huh. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I think that's where it was. Yeah, that's awesome. What would you say... Yeah, that's really cool. What would you say is your... Of the animals you've killed, what's the most exotic to you? Is it the blessed buck? Probably the zebra. Okay, that's pretty exotic. Where'd you kill the and, zebra? And the monkey. The monkeys are pretty exotic, too. Yeah. That, so, that was in Africa. So you've been to Africa. What part of Africa did you go to? Uh, South Africa. I've been there twice. The first time was for a make-a-wish, so I didn't get to hunt. Okay, and then the you went back for a safari. We, yeah, to hunt. Yeah, the make-a-wish trip, I don't think if make-a-wish would have took me there, I don't think we would have ended up back, ended up there. Really? Yeah, we, we didn't really know what to expect when we went there to make a wish, but once we had to leave, we realized that we needed to go back and hunt. Yeah. And yeah. our friend that we uh, swan hunt in uh, North Carolina. Yeah. And, and we snow goose hunted with him, and we bear hunted with him too, and we snow goose hunted with him in Maryland. And that's when I, when he, when I found out that I was going there in Maryland. Uh huh. He said that he has a friend that uh, does hunts, and he said that I just need to get there. That's cool. How many animals did you take in Africa? I think seven or eight. I got a Kalahari springbok, a copper springbok, zebra, bushbuck, wildebeest buck, the monkey, and the 
I killed this thing called a spring hare. It's like mixed with like a, a kangaroo and like a rabbit. I don't know what the heck. Yeah. So yeah, I killed eight animals. Well, and I killed a a, a um, cape hare. I didn't mount that though. Okay. So I don't really count that one because it's still there. Yeah. Yeah. And we got to see some cool stuff when we were there. We got to see this thing. It's called an ard wolf. It's like a, a wolf crossed between like an ard bark. Like they got big long snouts, mm-hmm. big ears. It they're, was really cool. They're crazy looking critters. Yeah, because you go out to look for the uh, the different little like cats at night and stuff. The different cats. So you did do some night hunting. I did some night hunting when I was there. That's a lot of fun, isn't it? Yeah, when you go. Yeah, the we didn't find anything though. Oh, okay. Saw lots of animals, though. Yeah, yeah, lots of stuff out at night. I killed a porcupine when I was night hunting. Yeah, we didn't see any of those. Yeah, and then my brother killed an African wildcat. Oh, cool. I'm going to tell you just, just a real quick, short, funny story about my brother and that wildcat. So it rained yeah. that night while we were out hunting. Mm-hmm. It didn't rain hard, you know, just yeah. a little, little shower, and then it was over. And he killed that wildcat, and we got back to the camp and started taking pictures. So, yep. you know, I took a picture of me with my with my porcupine, and their porcupines are not like ours. You know, ours are yeah, I know pretty small. That thing was huge. I bet that thing weighed fifty pounds, and the needles. Yeah, I, I, I killed one of the ones in the United States. Did you? Yeah, the needles on these things are like. Gosh, yeah, the quills, they're like twice what they are on the U.S. porcupine. Our friend that we go mule deer hunting has one mounted at his house. Yeah, yeah. They're cool, man. They do a lot of damage, but they're cool-looking animals for sure. Yeah. So my brother kills this, this wildcat, and it had been raining, and his pants got wet from the rain. And so he squatted down, and we didn't notice it at the time, but he squatted down to take the picture with the wildcat, and his pants were wet, were wet, like down around his crotch. And yeah. I told I, every time I show that picture to somebody, I said that that wildcat charged him, and he got so scared he peed in his pants because it looks <laughs> it looks like he peed in his pants. So that that's uh without seeing the picture, it's not quite as funny, but it it's uh, awesome. And if you know if you'd ever met him, you would say, yeah, he deserves that. <laughs> Yeah, we didn't see any wildcats. We were going to go hunt a civet cat, but yeah. it was coming into a barn at night, and we didn't know what time. Uh-huh. So it was either not go hunt it or sit there all night. Yeah, yeah. They've got a lot of of cool things to hunt. That And you realized it when you went the first time. Africa gets in your blood, and mm-hmm. you kind of count down the days to when you can get back. I mean, it's just... It's a special place on this earth. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's cool. It can be dangerous, but that's very special. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So I can talk to you about hunting African animals and all kind of stuff for for a long time, but where's your next turkey trip? Where are you going next? Nebraska. Okay. And do the you, end of this month. The end of this month, you go to Nebraska. What's the, the end of this month? Labor Day? What is it? Yeah, uh, Memorial Day. Memorial Day. Yeah. I get Memorial Day and President's Day. I get all them days mixed up. I'm with you. I do it all the time, too. But, yeah, that's one of the weekend we're going. That's going to be fun. And you've got, yeah. well, you killed one bird in Ohio, and that's the limit now, isn't it? Isn't that the bag limit yeah. for the year? And in Michigan. Oh, yeah, you're going to Michigan this week. No. Oh, yeah, yeah, Michigan, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's a one-bird state. Yep. And who are you hunting with in Michigan? Me, my grandpa, and my mom, because dad's got to work. Man, that's going to be fun. So, are you hunting some public ground, or are you going to private? Private. Awesome. Yeah, last weekend, it was me, my dad, and my grandpa We killed I, when I killed mine. That's cool. Grandpa's with me a few times when I killed turkeys. We've never killed, I've never killed a turkey with just me and him, though. We tried one time. Yeah. We had three come in, and my and that was when I had my, uh, pump action shotgun and when you uh it it wasn't racked in all the way so mm-hmm. when i pulled the trigger it just went click and my grandpa was getting getting nervous and trying to get that thing in there and he was fumbling around with it so much that uh it made too much noise 
and they started to leave. And I told Grandpa, I said, you better shoot one. And he shoots at them and misses. And then they fly away and he shoots again and he misses. Oh, uh, so the, just the two of you, you guys have never killed one. Correct. But he was with you this this week when you shot that one in Ohio. So he's got some good memories of, of successful hunts with you. So that's cool. Yeah, Monday, my grandpa killed one by himself in Michigan. Oh, he did Monday? Yeah, and then the week after that, he killed one by us awesome. at our house. Awesome. Tell him to quit killing all your turkeys. Save some for you. He'll win. <laughs> That's cool. So we've talked a little. Uh, go ahead. We went and found morel mushrooms yesterday. Oh, yeah. Those are some uh, good eating. Oh, yeah. That's what we'll be doing in Nebraska when we're not turkey hunting, doing that and looking for a wild asparagus. Or fish. Yeah, I've never picked any wild asparagus. Yeah. But I know that's a popular thing. And then the other thing that is, so morels, asparagus, and, oh, shoot, what's the, um, why can I not, ramps. Have you have you picked ramps? No. So the ramps are, are, in my opinion, they're really good, but I like onions and garlic. So they're kind of a onion garlic flavor. I like both too. Yeah. So if you can, if you find some ramps, you need to pick some of those. They're really good. I've got a friend, my buddy in Virginia makes ramp butter and it's huh. fantastic. You take a little butter. Yeah. You take a little pad of that ramp butter and put it on a steak. Wee. That's some good eats, man. Good stuff. What are they look for? They are, so if you go on Google, you can see some good pictures of them, but it looks, uh, I don't know, they're, I'm trying to think of a, a plant with a leaf that's a similar shape to a ramp, but it's... So they don't it, look sticking out of the ground. Yeah, they they look, I guess, part, the, the part of the plant that blooms looks a little bit like a just a regular old wild onion, but it has leaves as well, and the leaves are where you know what what's so tasty on the plant so go online and look that up and i think i bet you guys have ramps yeah where you live it's i know a, we have a but it's harder to find here because our ditches they, they usually grow along ditches but or in the ditch but our ditches are just so deep and they got water on them all the time yeah yeah these ditches that we find them along are just like small ones like you see in the city or something yeah yeah very cool. Have you been making any videos of your hunts this year? Yeah, I haven't posted any lately on YouTube because I don't want to post them all and then I won't have no more. There you go. I understand. I'll post them. I, I do a lot of stuff with my pets that I have, though. Okay. So tell us a little bit about your pets. Oh, I got all kinds of stuff. I, I have a lot of reptiles. Oh, you're a snake, oh, you're... snake and lizard guy? Well, don't do snakes. Mom's scared of them. Okay. Don't scare mom. Yeah, she won't let me take one in the house. Your mom's smart. But mom and dad are talking about garage, so once that happens, I might be able to get a snake and put it in there. Well, uh, I'm I'm leaning towards being in the same boat as mom on that. Snakes but, are fine um, outside. I got four crested geckos, three leopard geckos, a gargoyle gecko, a lichianus gecko, and then I have four box turtles, two tortoises, uh three water turtles, three bearded dragons, and a blue-tongued skink. That's pretty crazy. You really are the critter getter. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm going to have to check out your, your pets on YouTube. So tell us a little bit about your YouTube channel. Where can where can the people listening to the show catch you on YouTube? Well, it's called The Adventures of the Critter Getter. Okay. And we got a little taste of what's on there. So you got some stuff about your your pets so some of your lizards and turtles and that kind of stuff are on there and you've got some turkey hunts on there as well not just turkey hunts every all hunts yeah everything yeah yeah a lot of times i'll put on like like animals that i see out in the wild and stuff like snakes and stuff i'll video them yeah things that i see very cool and then in the summer, I usually do a fish tank with like native fish in it for like i cut down on my grandpa's pond just for the summer yeah. Which I enjoy. I I usually have a, some bow, a bowfin in there, some blue, a couple bass. Yeah, that's cool. So tell us uh, tell us a little bit about Braden the person. 
So we know about Braden the, the critter getter and Braden the turkey killer, among mm -hmm. like other killers. Other stuff I like to do or? Yeah, tell, tell, yeah, tell us a little bit about what you, other things that you like to do and then tell us a little bit about you as well. All right. I like to ride my pool in the summer a lot. I just bought a new one in October. I saved up my money and bought one. What kind of four-wheeler did you get? It's called a KO brand. Okay. So, uh, kind of, it's a little better than a Tau Tau, but not, not as good as like a Yamaha or something, but it still does the purpose. I'm not going, going mudding or through water or anything. I'm just sure. describing. I used to, do, like, I had a Tau Tau. I destroyed that thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't take care of my stuff. You rode it till the wheels fell off? Yeah, broke the frame in four places. Dang, man. Then I bought two um, Polaris's. I mean, they still run, but they're not in very good shape. Yeah. But I got this one. I'm just driving around now. I don't do nothing crazy. I don't want to hurt my back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I understand that. Compression in my spine, so. Yeah. I like to. Uh, I like to build Legos a lot for that, and then uh, love music, rock and roll. I love listening to music. Anything rock and roll, I like. Uh, speaking of that, you told me in NWTF that you've hunted with Uncle Ted. Oh yeah. So who's who's crazier, Uncle Ted or Kevin Farr? Uh, I don't really know. That's a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm gonna make sure that Kevin hears this because he's gonna be extremely impressed to know that he's even in the same discussion as Uncle Ted as far as a level of craziness. Yeah. But, oh no, I can be too. Well, that's what you say. That's what, I, I think I've seen the the very refined and well behaved Braden. So maybe one day I'll get to see the wild man Braden. We'll, but yeah, I like I like to build Legos, the listen to the rock and all. I mean, really, any music that appeals to me, I'll listen to. Yeah. A lot of the old stuff, though. You like the old rock and roll better than the new stuff? Well, I like new rock too. I like them all. Like okay. it all. Okay. And then Friday, I got my first electric guitar, and I'm learning how to play. That's cool. I can play ACDC on it. That's a good start. Yeah. And then I, when I was younger, I used to get these monster trucks from like Monster Jam, little die cast ones that I used to play with. Yeah. And I collect them now. That's very but cool. Remember and playing with them as a kid made me want to start collecting them. Yeah. Yeah. So. I like collecting. The how many of those do you, do you think you have of the monster trucks diecast? Probably about probably about two hundred. Wow, that's a solid collection. I, Star Wars action figures. I mean, I was used to play with those all the time too. Yeah. It feels like when I start getting older, I want to start getting stuff that I used to play with when I was a kid. That happens. And because like the monster trucks I had before, I destroyed them. I mean, yeah, they're not, with them. not very collectible like, now, are they? Played with them in the sand by our pond, got ended up in the pond, and all kinds of stuff. Uh huh. So you had to get new ones to replace those that you. Yeah, the only problem I figured out one of the old ones that I had that I destroyed, and now in good condition, is worth about three hundred dollars. Uh huh. And I do Hot Wheel cars. Too. I'm gonna bet though you had at least three hundred dollars worth of fun with that monster truck. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's cool. So, and I play video games. And you do what as well? Play video games. Video games. What's what's your favorite video game today? The Hunter Call of the Wild. It's a hunting game. I'm not very it's surprised by that. Oh, yeah. I tell you what, I collect all kinds of music stuff, though, for sure. I collect records, cassette tapes, CDs. Do you have any 8-tracks? Nope. I don't have an 8-track player yet. Okay. Whatever I get, I usually try to have a, something that I can play it, play it on. That makes sense. Hard to enjoy it if you can't play it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So you're 16. Mm -hmm. You live in Ohio. Yep. Born and raised. Yep. All right. And do you have any siblings? Yeah, I have one sister. She doesn't live with us, though. She's 27. And I have a niece. Okay. She's five. All right. That's got to be pretty cool. Yeah, so I'm trying to get her into hunting. Do you, do you see her often? Oh, yeah. At least three times a week. That is cool. Yeah, she likes hunting. She goes goes rabbit hunting with me. She, I shot one. She's probably two. She ran over there and picked it up by its legs, and it was bigger than her. 
That's awesome. I've been outside, be fishing. She pretends to shoot them with her fishing pole, the geese. Uh huh. Her hands or whatever. She's probably ready. Do you have a BB gun or something that she could? Yeah, she has one. Practice with. She has one. Okay. I'm gonna try to take her turkey hunt when she turns six this year, this spring. She turns six in December, but I'm gonna try to take her this spring. That's a good goal. <laughs> She's gonna have to calm down a lot. She's pretty wild and she's loud. <sighs> That may not ever change, Braden. She may always yeah. be loud. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty I funny. I have to when I take her. Yeah. So, in addition to all of that, are you have a, you've got a lot going on. You're a busy man. And oh, yeah. traveling here and there and, and hunting and, and doing all that. You've got family that you like to spend time with, your grandfather and, of course, your mom and dad and the niece as well and that's uh, that's pretty awesome a lot of collections going on everything else so you're you're a busy guy and involved in a lot of different things oh yeah and your mom and dad also started and and you as well started a charity so tell us about the charity so it's called Braden Bridge. All the proceeds go to uh, research of Duchenne muscular dystrophy to research and try to find a cure, not just for me, but for all the other kids that have it. So there's different types of it. So we're, they're trying to find a cure for every type. Yeah. And so it's Braden's Bridge, and you guys have a website? Yeah, we do. It's Braden'sBridge.com. Okay. And spell Braden for everyone because they may not spell it the way that you spell your name. It's B R. A-D-A-N. And then Braden's with an S, Braden'sBridge.com. Yep. yep. All right. Very cool. And then so they can get on to Braden's Bridge, learn more about the charity, learn more about Duchesne's yeah. muscular dystrophy, and make a contribution on the website as well if they want to contribute. Yeah, they can donate, all kinds of stuff. And you do a lot of hunting and but you you made it a point at NWTF to mention that none of the funds that none of the donations or anything from Braden's Bridge go to your your hunts or anything like that that it Correct. all is going to the research for Deshane's. Yep. Yep. And so yeah, I think that's important to to stress to people and you know Cameron and I first of all we think the world of you we think the world of your parents even though we got to spend just a short amount of time with you guys at NWTF is just, it's, it's obvious, it's evident. You guys are just, you're great people. So, well, thank you. you know, we, we want to help support you and, you know, I, I want to help you guys, you know, raise some more funds for the charity as well. And, mm -hmm. you know, I want to raise awareness about Deshane's for all of the listeners and mm -hmm. I think that them being able to go to YouTube and seeing your videos and just, you know, getting to know you through the videos is a great way yep. for, for them to get awareness about Deshane's as well. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I, that, sure. when I, when I lost our recording from NWTF, I, there, there was no way I was going to let that slide. I was going to do everything I could do to get you back on. And so, man, I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to come on and talk to us this evening, share some more of your hunts with us and, you know, just share more about you. Oh, don't worry. I don't ever, I don't ever have a schedule. I just go with the flow and do whatever's on my mind. So that's, a good I like way that. That's a good, yeah, way to I like that. no doubt, man. Well, this has been fun. I, I really do. I appreciate your time this evening and, you, you know, no problem. I, I want to, I'm going to, I'm going to catch up with you in June when turkey season is over for all of us and we've all got our bottom lips poked out and we're sad. I'm going to try to catch up with you. I want to hear about your your other hunts. I want to hear about Nebraska and Michigan. So Okay, sounds great. All right, man. Well, if, if any of you guys ever want to talk to me, you just call me. We will. Certainly we'll do that. And if you would. Even if it's not for a podcast, just if you guys want to talk. Absolutely, man. Thank uh, you, Brad. No, yeah, if we don't get no turkeys, I guarantee you we're going to get into something. So. I don't doubt <laughs> you. You're the critter getter, in fact. Yeah. 
Sure am. I don't doubt you. <laughs> All right, buddy. We'll be keeping up with you, and you stay in touch. Have a great night. Tell your mom and dad I said hello and thank you for sharing yep, you for you sharing your time with us. Yep. Thank you for having me. If I ever got put into the same class of wildness as Uncle Ted, like Kevin Farr with Pecker Wrecker Game Calls just did, I think I would put that on my resume. Yeah, yeah. Been compared to Ted Nugent. I First mean, line one. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I like it. I would I like leave off completed the U.S. Super Slam and put, have been compared on the wildness scale to Ted Nugent. That would, that, I mean, that's strong. So Kevin's probably running around with his chest poked out now that he's heard Braden say that. fired up. Yeah. But man, I enjoy that. I mean, Braden is just a great guy, comes from a great family. And, you know, the, I would highly recommend if you guys haven't seen any of his videos, go watch his videos on YouTube. They're really very well done. And I haven't watched any of his reptile videos that he's done about his geckos and all that, but I'm going to make it a point to look some of those up and watch those probably this afternoon. So that'll be pretty cool. But man, he's, he's passionate about things that he enjoys doing just like we are about turkey hunting. And it really shows. So that was fun. And I'm, I'm thankful to Braden for giving us some of his time to redo the interview. Yeah. And thankful to his parents as well for giving us that opportunity. And, you know, if you guys see fit after doing some research and watching some of Braden's videos, doing some research on Duchesne's, if you see fit to make a contribution to Braden's bridge, then my hat's off to you. Thank you from me and Cameron. We appreciate that. So Absolutely. Hope you all enjoyed that. And to everyone who has half a turkey season left, good luck to you this week and the rest of the season. We, we hope you have a great time, even if you don't kill turkeys. Hopefully it's a beautiful time in the woods and you learn something every day. Yes, indeed. Well, I see a cooler and two chairs out there <laughs> on the beach with my name on them. So thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. We know that you have choices. We appreciate you spending your time with us. We hope you have a wonderful week, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.